Hi, my name is Kim. You're listening to Historia. You're listening to Historia Podcast. My name is Kim, your host for the show. Tonight, I have with a very special guest, the sensational Dayan Roncal. Yes! Hello, hello! <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, How Dayan. How are you today, Kim? Doing great. I'm doing great as always. What about you, Dayan? I'm great. Having a great time during this lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. It's super awesome. It's just a nice day. I just finished my work. Everything is set. Although the the internet is it's a bit slow, but overall I think it's all good. I think everything is fine. So we're here. <laughs> What I want to begin <laughs> for my listeners is to have you introduce yourself. Please tell us a little more about who you are. Where are you from and what you're working on today? So, hi everyone. My name is Diane. I'm a Pampangenia. And I'm someone who actually gave up what could have been a successful career to live life on my own terms. I'm now what a lot of people call a digital nomad. I work and travel at the same time. I don't, I, I want to call myself a citizen of the world, however cheesy that may sound. But pre-COVID, I'm usually everywhere traveling. And what I'm currently working on is I'm actually a digital marketing strategist. And I just recently started a digital marketing company called The Haze Creative Marketing, which is all about marketing sustainable and eco-conscious businesses. Because I feel like we need more of those kind of businesses, not just where I'm from, but everywhere in the world. Amazing. Look at that. We have a you're now running your own business, which is social yes. media agency. <laughs> Super fantastic. No, it's digital marketing. So like it's like the whole it's it's social media is like just a branch of it, but then there's other branches as well. Nice. Love that. I really love yeah. that. And there's there's an advocacy behind it, which is yes. uh, regarding the environment. So that's super mm -hmm. awesome. Now yeah. I also want to congratulate you for starting your own company. It's something that is really hard to do, right? It's It takes a lot of execution. There's a ton of hours that you have to put on it, right? So mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so at this point, since you're doing a lot of things, you have your own you know, agency right now, you're, you're having your own business, I want you to describe a day in your life. Give us a picture about what you do on a daily basis. Okay, so to be honest with you, my life is pretty boring right now because like I'm we're on lockdown first and foremost. Right. So like I can't really go anywhere. So I would usually just wake up, check my email to see if there are some things that I need to do, just have lunch and then go back see if there's client emails again if there's none i'm gonna try to hang out with my friends go to the gym or whatever and then and i usually work at night actually because most of my clients are in the u.s mm. so yeah so 
that's about it. It's literally just a routine right now, but I'm going to tell you like the pre-COVID era <laughs> when life was way, way better for me. So like I would wake up with so much excitement because I'm going to have to decide which new cafe I'm going to go to, which stranger I'm going to make friends with, what kind of local food I'm going to eat in that certain city or country, or I'm just going to wake up, message my friends like, hey, let's go work in this cafe or let's go to this cafe and then let's do Muay Thai. So like usually we're going to work or co-work during more than half of the day. And then about 3 p.m., we're going to try to do something recreational. So like back when I was living in Thailand, I would try something new. Like I would train Muay Thai. I would go kayaking another day. I'll try to meet other people on another day. <laughs> I'm going to try to go climbing some other day or hiking or whatever. And then what else? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And then at night I would start work and then sleep and then try something else the next day. Wow. So in short, yeah. I would call this, a, it's a real adventure, right? Because you have a lot of stuff to do. You do exercises and you even have this, you're studying martial arts, which is I am. <laughs> not a lot of people are interested in, but it's super awesome have, having this self-defense especially if you're you're traveling right you're going out anywhere yeah right? as a female troll right yeah. right yeah because as a female i i could say that there are a lot of cat calls all those uh, harassments uh, along the way yeah. i'm seeing <laughs> it on all over social media right now i think it's yeah it happens yeah. a lot to be honest with you so do you want me to tell a story <laughs> Sure, I love that. <laughs> so like when I started doing Muay Thai, I think that gave me the confidence to tell them to shut up or whatever. There was this one time where I was um, backpacking around Vietnam and I was queuing up on this bus station trying to get a ticket going to another city. There's a guy in front of me and he was singing in front of me and he was trying to get close to me. And like everyone started laughing and I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and he got shocked and then he started coming closer to me, like really taking my space and I just pushed him like F off. And I, I just told him to F off. And then every, <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to cause because so the look on his face, he was so arrogant at first, but the look on his face when I did that, it was so priceless. And I, I've never felt more powerful at that moment. And then every, everyone just told him like, hey, please just stop it. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's super cool. <laughs> yes. For, for yeah, but I mean, now. there are, sorry, but there are also other scary stories where it happened two years ago. I was in Malaysia and I was just walking in this super empty street and then there's a bus, no, it's not a bus, it's a truck and he was driving. He was like, hey, baby, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck off. And then he parked his truck and he chased after me. I was so scared because nobody was there. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get raped here. But thankfully, I saw like two other foreigners sitting on, on the street. And I was like, guys, someone, someone's chasing me. He was catcalling, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they're like, yeah, just go inside the hostel and we're going to protect you. We're not going to let him in. And that was scary, but it's also good to know that there are people, even strangers who have your back. Wow. When it comes to a man, I think I can just saw recently about men being creepy. It's just horrible. It is. Yeah. <laughs> In my perspective, what would you do that, right? There's other ways to approach a girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, right? it's, it's really just scary. Like, I haven't traveled in two years, so I don't know how I'm going to deal with it when it comes to that point again. But hopefully, I'm still, I don't know. I, hopefully, I'm still, like, I have that presence of mind to do, <laughs> to be able to get out of that situation. Yes. And now you have already that self-defense, so, which is super reliable. Yeah. Now... <laughs> I think I want to go with your origin story this time. Like, sure. What is the life of Diane Roncal before? What was your early life? What does that mean? So, like, how was I like before I started traveling? Yes. What is the life of Diane before she became a traveler? Yeah. So, Honestly, I was incredibly shy and super, super awkward to a point that if we're schoolmates and I see you at the mall, I'm going to pretend I didn't see you just so I, don't, I wouldn't say hi to you. So I'm basically someone who you'd call an antisocial. Not that I'm antisocial, but I'm just really shy. And probably I'm someone, I don't know, what am I like? Yeah, all I can remember is I'm shy super awkward i only cared about this little world that i have which is pretty boring <laughs> of trying to meet other people's expectations of me trying to be perfect and being so scared to fail and be criticized by other people i see so i can totally relate with you when it comes to being shy being introverted Because when I was still a little younger, I would say I, I was like you, right? I was also like you. I wouldn't speak to someone unless someone would approach me or something. But I would, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't even say a word. Or uh, during my college days, my my friends would say this to me that you're just silent all the time, and then. Most of the time, we're doing nothing. <laughs> it's like it's like so boring, right? And, It is so boring. <laughs> yes, and I, and I'm glad that I was able to get out of my shell little by little. I think I'm still an introvert. I, I would say this, but there's uh there's this portion of me that already came out of that shell and went from being an introvert to Perhaps an extrovert or maybe an ambivert, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm more of an ambivert now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Love it. Yeah, it's good that you came out of your shell as well. But I feel like if you go and travel, you're like going to reach your full potential. <laughs> right. Because that's where the discomfort is, right? 
you mm-hmm. just, yeah. you, you'll have to do things on your own. Some of the things that you really need help, that you really have yeah. to approach someone. For example, looking at the location, you have to ask yeah. a stranger, oh, where's this location? Where's this restaurant or where's this place at, right? Yeah. Uh, also, let me just ask, back then, I was also very dependent to my family. I felt like I couldn't do anything without them. So, right. which which is good, but at the same time, not good, <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. I can feel that. When it comes to mm-hmm. being reliant to your parents, I, it was also like that too. Like, you can't do anything without your parents command or parents uh, i don't know what, yeah, what it's exactly. called right but yeah it's yeah, like you always you need move unless there's a permission from other people or there's a yeah a it's like you're always needing guidance from everyone and like when they say you can't do this you feel like you can't do it because you don't have their support correct yeah i can totally relate to that as an introvert too Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, I want to move forward to the day that you flip the switch. When you turn on the lights and say, oh, you haven't told me about, I, I decided to give up my profession. We haven't discussed this yet. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're being a um, dentist, yeah, dental profession, mm-hmm. and then became a wonder. Let's go with that uh, part. So what what decided what made you decide to give up that profession? In um okay, so mm-hmm. So there's something that happened back in college that I don't really feel like talking about that kind of made me think this. And I'm going to ask you this now, Kim. If you had just one year to leave, would you still be doing the things you're doing right now? Would you still working on the same job? knowing that you know you only have one year to leave for podcasting yes definitely i'm happy with what i'm doing right now i I think this is my passion this is my thanks this is where i would really go i've been doing it for quite a while now consistently i've been loving it so i would Mm -hmm. say yes to that Mm -hmm. because it's it's your passion that you're working on right right yeah so like dentistry was something that i haven't really chosen for myself if i had another way i would have been like an i don't know what what an it technician Mm -hmm. something like that or, or a psychologist because that's what i wanted to be or a journalist but going to dental school and you know, having all these people who's doing the same thing, you start liking it. But then something happened. Okay, I'm just going to tell it in a way. So like three of my friends died. Like it was very, it was a very sudden death. Oh, sorry. So which made, me, which made me think about like, what am I doing with my life? And then I finished dentistry and I was not happy. But I didn't do anything about that. And then, and then I started researching online and I, I see all these vloggers writing about working and traveling at the same time. And then consciously, actually, thanks to Facebook memories, 
years before that, probably like three years or five years before me searching for, for those articles, I was already writing on my Facebook. I don't want to be, to be like everyone who's following the same routine, being the same drone of society, waking up to work and doing the exact same thing they did yesterday. And I didn't want to be that. So I quit it and started looking for jobs online. I would spend 18 hours in front of my laptop trying to learn new skills that went on for three months. (laughs) (laughs) That went on for three months. And then I decided that, okay, I'm going to try to look for a job. And then somebody hired me. It's an Indian company that hired me to do SEO. I mean, it's an SEO company, but I didn't really do SEO. I'm doing more of the VA stuff, which was helpful just to get a little bit of an experience. And then after that, I got scammed. (laughs) I got scammed by that same company. So basically they didn't just pay me for a couple of months. and Okay, I'm quitting. But the turning point was when I got hired by this American medical news company they were paying really well and it was enough to be able to travel so at first I was only traveling solo because they were sending me to different countries so like I was sent to Hong Kong for a conference and I remember my mom telling me like, hey can you please take care message me so I'm like a baby being told that <laughs> right and I t- and this was when I realized that I'm more capable of what I'm giving credit for so I told my mom, mom, you didn't send me to a good school just to be stupid. And that really hit me. Even if I told my mom, it also hit me. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually capable to do whatever. So I was in Hong Kong doing all these things, meeting scientists, directors and stuff. And then one day, it was one day off of work. And I was like, maybe I can go to Macau. And then I went to Macau by myself and walked around doing nothing literally I didn't have plans I just went there then I went home and like that's so cool and then I'm like oh maybe I should try to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone and then I I'm like an introvert I went home and then I'm like okay let me try to meet people who are traveling so like I'm not sure if you're familiar with couch surfing Ah, familiar, familiar, couch surfing. Yeah, so couch surfing is like, it's an app where you can meet, well, they have events where you can attend to, and the events are filled with people who are travelers, basically, locals or international. So I decided to join that, and and that's when, and I remember being so scared of attending, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know anyone here, but that night I met really good people who has influenced me to to travel solo like I've met female travelers solo travelers and I'm like oh yeah if they can do it why can't I do it and then one day one of the friends that I met through that messaged me like hey Cebu Pacific has a seat sale you should book to Bali on your birthday and I did for three weeks And I didn't tell my mom or anyone in the family. I just told them two weeks before I had to leave. And I'm like, I'm going to Bali. And they're like, with who? I'm like, alone. <laughs> they're like, are you serious? And you're like, yeah. And for how long? Three weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I flew to Bali. Wow. And 
and Bali was the starting was a really really the starting point so like I was hungry for something new when I went to Bali <laughs> but the idea of going to Bali was so good right but when you're there you're just so scared I got harassed at the airport of, because of taxi drivers they're like oh yeah you have to pay me this much blah 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 but you know you learn your lesson and it's okay right <laughs> Yeah, so when I went to Bali, I think what started out kind of like as a selfish motive grew just beyond me. I've grown so much after three weeks. I left as a super shy girl, and then I came back with a bit more confidence, if that makes sense. I, I started believing in myself more because of the decisions I've made in Bali. So and then I just got so addicted to it that after two days, I went on another trip to Sagada with my friends. <laughs> and then after that, I really just started traveling and traveling and traveling. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's such a long story. <laughs> Bali, it's like a metamorphosis. I would call this a metamorphosis going from, I, I forgot the process, but you're, you're becoming a butterfly at that stage, right? Yeah, like a caterpillar right. to a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, but to be right. honest that's- with you, to be honest with you, every city that I go to, it's always a metamorphosis. You're always learning something new. And that's the beauty of traveling. There's always growth associated with it. Oh, wow. And also, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I would relate this to myself when I travel for the first time outside the outside Iloilo. I would go to Ilocos. I booked with my friends without my mom's permission. And then I, I just said, uh, yeah, I just said to my mom, oh, mom, mom, I'm going to Ilocos. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> so it's, there, there's a surprise moment she didn't expect. And I think that's, <laughs> that's what, uh, you know, surprised your mom as well. You know, didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Right? If people don't believe in you, you have to believe in yourself. And then that's the only time that you can make them believe that you're capable to do anything. Correct. Wow. It's super inspiring. I really love that. <laughs> so I think now that you've spent your time as a traveler, uh, you went to Bali, stay from Bali. I believe you went to other places as well. Like um, Yes. Yes. Hong Kong. Uh, right. mm-hmm. So what is something you wish you knew before you travel? First is, you know, when we were kids, we we're always told, hey, don't talk to strangers. <laughs> right? Right. And Correct. the best, well, while on the road, what I've learned is that not all strangers are bad people. That's the most important thing I've really learned and that the world is not a dangerous place to live in because the world is a beautiful place to live in and you just have to find the beauty in that so like I remember I don't know but like when you travel you all meet 99% of the people you meet are good people really good people or at least that's the people I've met each people they have a story that they can share that you can learn from and Sometimes, even if they're strangers, they really have your back. There's this one time I was in Vietnam and I was going to the 7-Eleven store 
I opened the door and then another woman was trying to open the door and we looked at each other eye to eye and I'm like, oh, she looks weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then the funny thing is we went to the same fridge and she's like, no, just go, go first and get it. I'm like, okay, thank you. And then she looked at me after getting my drinks and she goes, can you please help me? And I'm like, are you okay? And then she's like, I'm not really feeling well because I feel like I was drugged. And yes, so, you know, things like that happen. And, and I think as a woman, it's easier to find other women who are willing to help you. So I was like, okay, what can I help you with? And she's like, I need to go to the hospital. So I didn't really believe her at first because she might have hidden agenda. So she was like, can you get my wallet, my passport, my cards in my hotel room? Like, I can't do that. So I told her like, hey, just go to my hotel and let's talk to the, to the receptionist so they can call an ambulance and we'll take it there. And she was like, no, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So we went to her hotel and she was literally throwing up in mm-hmm. front of the hotel. And I told the receptionist, hey, our guest, you have to take care of her. And then they're like, no, she, she's using drugs, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, but she's, can't you see she's sick? And are you just going to let her die outside? And then they didn't want to do anything with her. And that's just so sad. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take her to the hospital, but you need to help her upstairs to get her stuff. So they did that and we went to the hospital and then she felt better. And she was so thankful. Like I wouldn't have known what I would have done without you. Cause like nobody wanted to help her. And sometimes I think most of the people I've met on my travels, they've become my good friends as well. And I know that I would still meet people who'd have my back no matter what, more than the people that I already know here for years. (laughs) That's like a shade. (laughs) 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 Please cut that. But (laughs) yeah, but basically they're just the most open-minded, very helpful people I've ever met. Right. You really can't deny that there are really some people who are just strangers and they're they're even better than your current friend. (laughs) Can't deny that. For sure. That's Mm -hmm. I think that's what I experienced on the journey as well. You know, when I did Mm -hmm. this podcast, it's like some people would no, no, they're not interested in you anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think when you meet strangers, there's no judgment as well. So they don't care what your background is. They just care about what you care about. They just care about living in the moment. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, yeah. And I think one, one of the things that I wish I knew as well is that I wish I traveled when I was 18. I wish I started as soon as I turned 18 because life is too short to not leave <laughs> right if if money isn't a barrier then you know you can, you can i would definitely choose traveling all over you know all over the world as well it's, it's just a fun experience when i when i went to Ilocos, there's a ton although it's a little bit tiring for me because at that time i was i went out from work straight from work call center and then I didn't have much sleep, so. <laughs> yeah. But I, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend going out from work and then you go out and 
you travel afterwards it's not it's so exhausting right mm-hmm. so, so uh, yes i um, i experienced that as well <laughs> <laughs> and do things that you are scared to do because back when i was in laos i hitchhiked with strangers <laughs> And the road was like from Pampanga to Baguio, so that's really far. It's probably like a seven-hour ride if we're gonna take the bus. And we just hitchhiked, literally calling strangers, "Hey, can you take us here? Is this on the way?" And then we got to the to our destination seven hours, the wow. same way you'd take a bus. So, yeah, because that's how you create adventures, I would say. Need. Not that I like your instincts. I mean. A woman's instincts <laughs> would never go wrong, right? I don't know. Maybe when, when you went to, you know, when you helped that woman, you, there's that feeling that you, she was already drug, and you, you know, it it came out right. There's something wrong. Yeah, I was like, she looks weird, <laughs> <laughs> right? But there, there's a different, there, there's a different feeling, right? There's a different. Feeling. Yeah, 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 for sure. So nice, very nice. So fun. <laughs> related to the previous question, what is something you've only discovered on a personal level? I think you already mentioned it before, but I want to dive a little deeper or emphasize mm-hmm. on that as well. Yeah. So, like, what I learned is that education is not always in the classroom, because I think I've learned. All the most important lessons that I'm applying in my life to what I mean from what I've learned while I was traveling. So I've learned to be street smart. I really try to immerse myself in in the culture, and from there you're gonna realize that the world doesn't really revolve around you. How do I say this? So like, there's a whole world out there, and People don't have the same mentality as you, and you just have to be understanding of that. Also, learn to when things don't add up. Also, learn how to question without being scared of authority, because I've done that a lot. <laughs> no, really, I've done that a lot in 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 Cambodia, because like they ask you to pay. I forgot how much. Like I mean, it's just five dollars, really. They ask me. Even in Thailand as well. So they asked me to pay five dollars for my visa. I'm like, this is a visa-free country, and I'm from a, I'm from the Philippines, so it's Southeast Asia. And they're like, no, you have to pay. I'm like, okay, if you tell me what it is for, then yeah, I'm gonna pay you. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> really? I thought yeah. you don't have to pay anything. It's visa-free, right? That's yeah, but they're trying to <laughs> to take money from tourists, I think. Yeah, you know, for so, reason that sucks. <laughs> yeah, so learn to question authority. That's also very important as well. And on a personal level, I feel like you don't have to dim your own light to please other people, because once you start showing your sparkle or light to others, it the the impact is much bigger, right? So like yeah. for me, I'm just literally posting. On my Instagram, sharing my story, not caring about whether or not someone would be happy or someone would find it inspiring, and then I would just get random, uh, random 
messages from people saying, hey, you, you inspired me to travel again. Or like, hey, I came across your page and I think what you're posting is, is inspiring. Just keep posting and posting. So I think when you let yourself shine, you, <laughs> this is kind of like the, the quote from, I'm not sure if you've watched uh, Coach Carter, but you, when you let yourself shine, you give others opportunity to shine on their own as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought you it shined like quote? a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it shined like a diamond, like Rihanna. <laughs> I would have just sang it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I'm so metaphorical, but I really am, actually. <laughs> and hold on right there. Instagram, you mentioned you're posting a lot on Instagram because of your travels. You, you yes. inspired people. Now I want to know about your insights on, I, I see this a lot. I, I really see this a lot. What do you think about this statement of not to brag, but to inspire? What do you think well, about the, it? Yeah, because like in the first few months, I would always tell my friends, oh, you know, I went to Vietnam. I went to this. I went to that. And they think I was bragging. I was actually just telling a story, right? so but whenever I post on Instagram I would usually tell people my story what struggles I went through and how I was able to surpass that situation what lessons did I learn through that and I think that's what a lot of people get inspired about you can just talk about about all your achievements without talking about your struggles and what you went through as well but also sharing the lessons that that you've learned all throughout the journey, whatever that may be. Now that, I would call it a process because it's like you're documenting what is going on with your life with all the vulnerabilities, with all this insecurities mm-hmm. and all the struggles you've had. I would really call that a the process or the documentation. Yeah. Like yeah, because like when you know your process, you can always kind of like, oh, I failed at this. And when you tell people that you failed at something, I think you make yourself, you take ownership of what you've failed from. So when you take ownership of, of certain situations, you also find ways on how you can improve yourself or push yourself to keep going to where you want to be. Yes, this term called accountability. I would say this account. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And you know what I hate about? Because I see that statement as a... It depends on the content as well, right? For example, that person would say, not to brag, but to inspire. And then she's flashing a lot of money. right? (laughs) And also, or for example, a Lamborghini, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. I think it's okay to showcase those things if it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I've I've seen a lot of people who do that and then they get cuz like there's this one Instagram page that my friend told me to follow because it's making fun of them for some reasons. So like there's these Instagram influencers that are showing like oh yeah, I have a Lambo, I have all girls in a sh- in a what do you call this? In yeah. a in a ship or something. 
cruising together, blah, blah, blah. I have billions of dollars. I have this house, whatever. And then, <laughs> and then this Instagram page apparently shows them like, hey, everything they're showing you is fake. And then they show proof that it's actually fake and somebody else owns this house and that the photo was edited. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things like that, so, uh, which is odd. For some, it's not really edited, but I would say that they're rented. If Could you, be, yeah. Yeah, if you dive a little deeper. Because I watch content about exposing fake gurus and all, all those fake... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, fake investors. Yeah. Like, whoa, I, I have this kind of money. And then, <laughs> then it yeah. turns out... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if it's true, yeah, just post it if it makes you happy. But if it's mm. fake, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't have to do that to make yourself feel better, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's there's a, I think the content itself what's is what separates from really bragging, or inspiring or inspiring. I think that the, mm-hmm. there's a deeper meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard. yeah. No. Oh, okay. good singing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, so. You've had you already traveled in, I think mostly Southeast Asia, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's 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 a super fun experience with all the culture. I can really see the culture now. Name your top travel destinations. For example, in the <laughs> in, in where you traveled. Based on what? Based on the people? Based on the food? because like it's it's uh, very difficult to okay. decide. What about the culture? Based on culture, yeah. I would say, wait, top three, but not in order because it's yeah, <laughs> in any order, yeah. Let's go with it. I would say culture. It's going to be Thailand. Oh no, no, it's Indonesia. It's Indonesia for sure. Are you sure? And then it's gonna yes, because <laughs> I lived in Bali. I lived in Bali, so so they're pretty cultural. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, they have lots of temples and stuff like that. Even Thailand. So Bali, Thailand, and Vietnam. Number four is Japan. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. That's no surprise. So the, yeah. <laughs> those four. But like if there's a country that I wouldn't live in, number one is definitely, so far with all the countries that I went to, it's definitely going to be Vietnam. Vietnam is the best. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, Vietnam. There's a ton of uh, only one lear- uh, only one word. Uh, when it comes to learning, I only wa- learned about a word or two in Indonesia. Right? What is it? Selamat pagi. <laughs> That's Filipino. <laughs> Selamat pagi. What? It's what is pagi? I thought it's good morning, right? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. If, if I don't it's here that. in Filipino and then translated to English, that's thank you, Stingray, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pagi, Stingray. So, salamat is thank you. Thank you, Stingray. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, all right. So, when it comes to what, how do you keep yourself humble despite the achievement? I'm, I'm always humble. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, because like 
<laughs> no, the thing is when you travel mm. when and when you get immersed in different cultures in different people as well because like, this is this is it's actually very interesting because like, there was this one night I was in a hostel in Bali talking with people I just met and it was one it was this Brazilian's guy's um, birthday and he was telling us about his story and he was like you know I didn't expect that I'm going to be here for my 30th birthday because he said that he grew up very poor and like mm-hmm. no one in his family finished college they're always in high school and then everyone's thinking that he's just gonna end up the same way and then there are other people who are very successful with their careers and and then that's when I realized that we're all from different backgrounds but we're all just in one place having drinks having fun together learning lessons and I think that's how you keep yourself humble knowing that you're around different people and it's not about your degree it's not about what you've achieved in life it's about being it's about being kind to other people it's about being there when people need you it's about celebrating wins together and being together through the losses as well and understanding that the world doesn't revolve around you yeah the the, the selfishness right Yeah, I mean, although I can say that I am selfish because I always think about myself, <laughs> but no, it's true. Yeah. But but how do I? But when you travel, you just have that understanding that the world doesn't really revolve around you, and that you have to be more understanding of what's going on as well. Wow, that's really awesome. You know, having these, I think. One thing that contributes to that is you you're remembering where you came from. You would understand the how you went through before you achieve your success, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like we have, I mean, it's typical in a Filipino household to have made, I think. So like I, we have that here. And then when I traveled, I don't have that. So no one's doing the laundry and stuff. And I learned that all by myself. And then when I went home, I was too shy to even ask our maid to do the laundry for me. They're already tired doing all these things. Why would I add up to it? So like it makes you think of other people more than just yourself. Yeah, indeed. And that you also realize that there are also humans who go through exhaustion and they also get hurt and stuff like that. Right. That's really awesome. So, when it comes to what you're doing, what is the most fun of part of your process? I know everything's fun, but <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> right because you're you're just traveling. It's fun, of course. You're gonna discover a ton, right? You should ask me like the worst part. <laughs> All right, let's go with that then. What's the worst <laughs> part of your process? Oh, actually, yeah, that's actually a good question. I just realized. A lot of, especially immigration officers coming from a developing country, and there was the first time I was traveling. I would, I would be away from the Philippines for a year, and every immigration officer that I come across with, they question you, how can you afford to travel? And I think the stigma that Southeast Asian women are into prostitution. <laughs> 
mm. and it's it sucks right so kind of have that stigma so they always question me like okay how can you afford to travel what do you do for work how come the last time you went to the philippines was like a month few months ago are you working here and i'm like i'm not like i have an online job Oh. And yeah, it's it's that's not fun, especially yeah. when they try to put you in a, in their office and interrogate you as if you did something. When there are other people like Westerners, Europeans, or Americans doing the exact same thing without being questioned. Right. So yeah, that's like the worst part of it. Really? I didn't know that they would. Especially South, as you mentioned, Southeast Asian countries, they would ask you if you're you're prostitute. I didn't know that. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, there. Are, I mean, not just in the Philippines. It happens with different nationalities. So I feel like every Southeast Asian. I mean, it doesn't have to link to prostitution, but it could also link to illegal work, like being. I don't know what to call that. Like working illegally, yeah. teaching. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people in Thailand who are teaching illegally in Thailand. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So that's not fun. <laughs> I hate it. And commutes as well. <laughs> I remember when I was in Laos, I was cramped up in this small van of people who don't. Well, obviously they're not gonna speak English, and it was an eight-hour trip, and it was the worst because everyone was. Throwing up around me. Imagine <laughs> being seated in the middle of a van, and you're like there, and then everyone around you they're throwing up, and you forgot your earphones. So. Oh shit! <laughs> so like, lucky you're surrounded with all those people are motion sick. Like what the yeah. hell? Yeah, <laughs> but like when you're in that situation, it's the worst. When you think about it after it happens, it, it's just like something that you're gonna laugh about because it's. It's part of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's the worst. I think that's really the most unlucky scenario where you're surrounded with all the people who are all. And no, there's actually something worse because, like, I've met someone. She's a, she's a British girl that I've met in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> she got the worst ever travel. So she's like, oh, you know, I got. Up? Yeah, she's 25 when I met her. Yeah. <laughs> so like she told me like, "Hey, um I got a ticket going to Laos. It's like a sleeper bus. So we were traveling to Vietnam to Laos, right? And he got a sleeper No, it's it's a sleeper bus. So like you can literally lie down and sleep in that bus. Yeah. Whereas what I got was much cheaper, but it's not a sleeper bus. So the funny thing is, we both went to the. Well, we went separately to this bus station, and then I was waiting and I was texting, Dina. This is the worst bus I've ever taken, because oh. like there's bananas, vegetables in the bus, and I was alone in the bus. I'm like, Dina, this is the worst. And then after probably like 30 minutes. Someone was coming up in the bus, and it was her. Uh. <laughs> she paid a lot. She paid a lot to get a sleeper bus, and she ended up in the same bus as mine. Uh. And the worst thing is, the worst thing is, the bus's aircon broke down, 
and it was really hot so it broke oh, down we didn't yeah. have ac going and it was like a 12 hour 12 hour bus ride and then for some reasons the locals were making fun of her she was being bullied in the bus and it was oh, the gosh. worst yeah and that's really bad for her <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least for for filipinos it, it, for example if it's hot we have especially women they have their abanico ready right their fan ready that's true yeah uh, but for some especially i would say other countries like european or western countries right they wouldn't bring that or they they probably expect the heat of course but they wouldn't bring such uh, kind of i don't know i don't know Well, yeah, no, but she lived in she lived in Vietnam for a while. Oh, okay, I think for a year. Yeah, so she knows the drill. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she didn't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so that was really unlucky then. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's next? I mean, mm, you've already had this tremendous success. As a traveler, what's next for you? Like your vision, your goals. You already have the yeah. company, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, honestly, so like when I went home and I wanted to actually apply at the Department of Tourism. Yeah, I'm not kidding, and that's because I really want to push sustainable traveling. Because, like, the way we travel, you know what happened to Boracay. It right. was closed down because of environmental issues as well. And it's not something I want to happen to different beautiful cities or provinces that we have. So I wanted to join the Department of Tourism, but I don't know how to do that because I asked them, <laughs> no one's replying. And so for now, I think I'm just going to keep pushing with with what I do, with the haze um just try to get as much businesses to market and put out there because there's not a lot of them yet. And after COVID, I want to go to South America. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's amazing. Because I want to learn, I want I want to learn my Spanish. <laughs> oh. I want to learn okay. my Spanish, but also because I think I've been doing this for a while while I was traveling is traveling with a purpose. So it's not just about traveling for the sake of traveling. When I was in Bali, I traveled and tried to learn more about different organizations, charitable ones that's all about sustainability and stuff. So yeah, that's something that I want to do. I don't know what's in South America yet. <laughs> But for that, I just want to be more purposeful and conscious about what I do. But really, if I can get into the Department of Tourism, which I'm not yet giving up to, I'm going to try to push sustainable traveling in the Philippines because there has to be a way to meet halfway, right? You can travel, but be helpful to your environment as well. So it's a win-win situation for us and for the tourists. Right. It's going to be a hard one, though, I would say, because uh, whenever there's change, I would say there's always resistance, right? The people wouldn't, the people wouldn't listen to you right away. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But you know what I've learned? I mean, I know it's not going to be easy. Like, even just the whole point of trying to get into DOT is already difficult. Yeah. So, um, exams. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I think I just need to do a little bit more research. If not, I can start a vlog that would promote that. Awesome. Vlog or blog <laughs> or use my Instagram with 1,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Having 1,000 followers on Instagram is already a lot. I made it private now, but yeah, I'm going to have to make it public again and share more stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Only when I travel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So one more thing. Uh, what's your best piece of advice for people who want to pursue what they want to do in life or you know, having this soul searching thing <laughs> or just want to travel? Yeah. So first is surround yourself with people who understand your dreams and your struggles because these people will be more uplifting and supportive of you 101%. So they know what it's like to go after what you really want to do because without me surrounding those types of people, I wouldn't be booking that flight to Bali. I would stay in my comfort zone and be boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is don't be scared to start and fail because it's all part of the process. If you want to change a crazy, amazing, but super stressful future, just go for it. You should ask yourself this question. Would you rather suffer your whole life doing things to impress other people and just because you're scared to be criticized or be laughed at over the things that you're actually super passionate about? So like, it's your choice. Like you always have a choice in those things. Suffer now, but be amazing later and be happy later or whatever, or spend the rest of your life wishing for a life you're, you've been dreaming of. So yeah, and start young. <laughs> start young. Okay. I'm a firm believer of the environment. If there are people who are surrounding you, you know, lifting you up, things would really get better. For example, you're this person, you're only, you, know, you have this sheer amount of willpower. You're this building, you have this, you're, you're this very big building. And then if everyone, everyone's around you, tearing you down, you know, demolishing you, then eventually it doesn't matter how durable you are, it's going to break out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so true. I think I've I've said this a couple of times before on the podcast about the environment, you know, being a firm believer. Mm-hmm. So. And also, you know, you always have to think that you have a choice. This is something I recently learned that you always have a choice. You can't blame other people for the misfortunes or whatever you have. Let's say, oh, I didn't go jogging today because it was raining or, oh, I didn't, how do, how do, how do I, oh, I didn't study today because I have so much on my plate already. But you can, it is your choice to make time for that thing. You can't blame it on other things. Like when you take accountability for the things that are happening in your life, that's going to be impactful towards you. 
and that's something that I've been struggling with the past year because I'm like, oh, I want to go to Mexico, but I can't because of the COVID, <laughs> because of the pandemic. And I'm blaming, I'm blaming the pandemic because of my, because I was feeling stuck. But if I change that, like, okay, I'm feeling stuck. What can I do to be able not to feel stuck? So you know what I did? I decided to try to talk to my friends who are incredibly smart. So that way I, I wouldn't feel stuck. Like every day you're still learning something new, right? I try to make time for those kind of things, which is good because I'm not only learning about what's happening around the world, I'm also learning about business. So at least I'm not spending my time hating my life here when, when you're learning something new through those people because I took accountability, I took ownership to what's already going on in the present. I love your message. You always <laughs> have a voice. Ladies. Yes, you always <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Ladies. All right. There we go. Yes. You always right. have a choice. So... Yeah, that's I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because I recently just learned that. So it's kind of fresh. Still. Yeah. Okay, so everyone, to all my listeners, please follow the Yan from the Yan with Love on Instagram. Yes. YouTube? I think. No, I don't have it. No, I, don't I have should it. have created it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> followers, right? So there we go. Um, from the Yan with Love, please follow her on Instagram. You will really learn a lot. You will really see. Her journey, those pictures, all those adventures she had. So, yeah, there we go. Thank you for being on, Dan. All right. Thank you, Kim. That was super fun. Yeah. <laughs> A pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate you. Please take thank care. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> Bye.